Hi, this is Arik and Aurelia, and we're here to talk about life and interesting things. Or so we think, but as always, you can be the judge of that. Either way, what we have to talk about is ageless. So my first question for today's episode is, how did you get to be so beautiful? <laughs> Well, it's very sweet of you to say, so how do I get to be so beautiful? I guess I have to thank my parents for that. Good genes, maybe? I don't know. Do you think beauty is, like, just genes, though, or is, like... No. I think it's more than that. As it says, like, true beauty comes from within. That's one of the sayings that's true. And then the other saying is that... You know, every woman only starts to be beautiful when she's loved. Wow. Wait, hold on. There's like, these are like two concepts that we can elaborate on. So like true beauty comes from within. What is true beauty and what is from within? And then like, then it goes to that. Like, what is true beauty? Mm, I guess beauty and true beauty is always in the eye of the beholder. True beauty. So subjective. Yes. I disagree, actually. I really? To- Ow! I totally... Yes, I totally... Sorry, that was sad. <laughs> I, I totally disagree, actually. Tell me if about it. If I can just interject yeah. right away. Yeah. If it's true, then it's true, and it's beautiful whether the beholder can see it or not. Mm. Like, I, like, it's just, for example, like... If I see something as beautiful and somebody else doesn't, it doesn't mean that it's not beautiful. Yeah, that's why I thought it's in the eye of the beholder. But I can also see what you are saying that, you know, you have to have a certain higher frequency, I guess, in order to see true beauty. Well, okay, wait, hold on. What's a higher frequency? Like, your vibration has to be a little bit higher. Your vibration has to be higher. Yeah. How do you do that? We're through cleanliness, starting, Uh like, at a very base level. That I know. Cleanliness in and out. Yeah, that that makes sense. Because if you're a slob or if you're really lazy, then your vibration isn't very high. Like, and we all have experiences that that you know we are around somebody and we feel like drained or our energy level goes down because their energy is just lower or they smell bad or they smell bad I know it's for me like if someone smells bad I'm like I can't even concentrate yeah because that's a lower vibration that's a lower vibration energy and the higher the energy is you know the nicer things smell and I guess the more beautiful they are. So when your senses are purified, like senses and beauty, it's kind of like they go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. You know, so when you have more refined senses by means of having a higher vibration, then you're able to see that that beautiful, that beauty, no matter, like, it's no longer subjective, like it's just actual. It just yeah, is. it's like it radiates. I think, you know, true beauty is something 
that radiates. It's very hard to put in words, actually. Wait, so wait, hold on. This is interesting, actually, because, like, the opposite of subjective would be, like, objective. Yeah. But, like, our world, like, objectifies beauty. That's totally different than objective beauty. Yeah. Wow. That's intense. Let me think about that for a moment. Yeah, I think like the uh, if we objectify something and then we call an object beautiful, it's like we assign once again certain qualities to it. And this just depends on the taste of the moment. So for example, like, yeah, we were listening to Baroque music the other day. Mm-hmm. And we all three, like that's including Saya, really like it. Yeah. <laughs> and so all of a sudden I realized, oh my God, you know, this is why probably I love white hair so much. Because, I mean, true white, you know, like this bland white hair. Like Storm from X-Men? Be- yeah, uh-huh. exactly. Because uh-huh. the um, wigs at that time, they were all powdered white. Powdered. Oh, yeah, oh, like oh, with in powder. The, right in the Baroque, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And they were all white, and I just love white hair. Mm-hmm. And if I wouldn't be so scared that my hair breaks off, I would totally have it all white. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I remember you've been talking about that for a long time. I too. know, so I have to settle for blonde, but white really would be my dream. And then I realized, oh, that's why that goes with that Baroque. And that was a sign of beauty right. at that time. or Objectified beauty. Objectified beauty. Even or, though it could be true beauty. It could, it could but be. at that like, time it was objectified. But actually, I think beauty throughout the ages are just different expressions of true beauty. Mm-hmm. You know, then when we degrade them with objectifying them, like, you know, for commercial reasons or for, you know, being competitive with each other or whatever, then it starts to become something else. Mm-hmm. It starts to become ugly. Yeah. It does. Yeah. So you really wanted that white hair. I really wanted that white and hair. And then it was connected to the music for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was. And also, you know, like the body shape in Baroque. Right. It was like considered beautiful to be curvy. Mm-hmm. Now that's not considered beautiful in our day. In our day, you know, the like expression of a beautiful body is... There are no curves. It's like if it's all flat from all directions. And so in that's objectified beauty, I would think. Right. And true beauty would be that at any age, if somebody totally has all the attributes of what the taste of the moment says is beautiful, those people... Some can still be ugly and others will be beautiful because the true beauty will always shine through no matter what fashion says. Yeah. When I, when I first heard that beauty is in the eye of the beholder, I remember I was like in school and I first heard it the first time. I don't know where it was, but someone said it. And I, and I, you know how I understood it the first time was like, I actually 
thought that the beauty was inside the eye of the beholder. Wow, but that's beautiful. And then I thought... Because it's true. Yeah, like, I thought, like, oh, the beauty's in the person. Yes. And, like, it's not, like, in the perspective of the person. Like, I, I came to understand that, actually, that's kind of a funny story, like, how... Because, like, I would then talk about how I understood that, but then I was corrected. It's like, no, it's about perspective and stuff like that, whatever. I really think that these two things are not mutually exclusive. Yeah, me I think either. it is the perspective, that's what but it is that's why because I it, it is in yeah. the eye of the beholder. And it that's shines so through. beautiful. It shines through, like you say. Yeah. And then, like, you know, you can... And it's like not even projecting it onto people, but... No, because, I mean, if it's true, it's true. And if the world is a reflection of yourself, then, of course, you know, if you are beautiful, then your world is beautiful, too. And then you see things as beautiful. Mm-hmm. So... Here we come back so to your question. How come I am so beautiful? It's because you are so beautiful. You see me beautiful. You make me beautiful. It's amazing. Yeah. I, I said it with a smile on my face. Thank you. Well, I mean, then I have to ask then. Then ugliness is also in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. I mean, in that way. Because, like... You know, like, your, one of your favorite songs from the Sugar Babes? Like, about ugly? Like, yeah. you know, if... If, if, if I you, were you, I would see myself ugly, too, or something. Or no, like, like if that. you think I'm ugly, then you're ugly, too, mm-hmm. or something like that. I can't remember the lyrics, mm-hmm. how they go and stuff, but, like, ugliness... Like, what is ugliness, then? Like, that's the opposite of beauty, or that's, like... Where does that come from? Having a low vibration, then. Yeah. Like, just being ugly and stinky and gross and just, like, uh... Yeah, unrefined. And, yeah, and ugly. You're just I ugly. Mean, like, just people ugly can act... Just... Even, like, a quote-unquote pretty person can just be ugly. Yeah. Like, just... That's ugly. Mm-hmm. Or make ugly things. Yeah. Or also, like, it's, um... For me, it always... Is a sense of being dead, you know, like not dead. alive, like this oh, wow. dead kind of vibration. I think anything or anybody who is vivacious also is beautiful. Well, yeah, like full of life. Yes. Because be- beauty and life was well, interesting. That's, yeah. Yeah. Beauty and life to me is pretty much um, uh, the same. So if somebody's vivacious, they're beautiful. If somebody is kind of dead, you know, if they're taking drugs, I mean, they can have the perfect chiseled face and, you know, the cheeks are exactly the right height and the eyes, the perfect slant and the hair is like out of a commercial. But let's say they have a history of maybe taking a lot of drugs or being very manipulative or liars or Sex addicts. I mean, that makes you really, really ugly. Being yeah. promiscuous makes you very ugly. You know, then then they are just ugly. Then they're not beautiful. Wait, that's really profound. Because, like, being promiscuous... Just going back to the promiscuous mm-hmm. thing, like, it can make you really ugly. Why or how? 
Because, like, you're taking on all this energy of all these people. Mm-hmm. And they're taking on the energy of the people they've been with. And mm-hmm. it just becomes, like, a big... You become, like, wa- like a walking orgy. Yeah, and because <laughs> that... And also because, you know, if you're promiscuous, that uh, tells me that you really don't know anything on the first thing about love. And... And then so, thereby beauty. And thereby beauty, because love they and go life hand hand. and beauty, this all goes hand and in hand. And you can only really have love if you're raising your vibration and having these pure senses. Yes. So you can move from being beautiful to being ugly, and also from being ugly into being beautiful. Yes. By shifting your vibration. Yes. Because people like who feel ugly or insecure about themselves, maybe they feel like just unloved or, or just not beautiful but really they are mm. and they just need to ha- they just need to see it or what I don't know I mean yes of course this is true but I mean how yeah. I do believe that if somebody just even in the privacy of their own bathroom and nobody's looking and you know, when like they're not going out or anything, when they really think they're just so ugly, then they probably are. Then they have maybe some deep, dark secret that they're hiding maybe even from themselves that, you know, brings their vibration down and they think they're ugly because other than that, everybody, and I mean everybody, once in a while thinks, hey, I'm not so bad. Right, yeah, of course, of course, absolutely. I mean... Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, that of course, can take me into the whole subject of narcissism, but I think I'll save that for another podcast, you know, as a recovering narcissist mm. myself. Um, you know, I, I, I think that that's totally true that people, like, they do have these moments where they think, oh, no, like, you know, I am beautiful. Right. Yeah, and somebody who does not have these moments... There is, like, they have They need to work. It has nothing to do with deep, physical. Nothing. Like, they need to work on something, mm-hmm. raise their vibration. Yeah. It's, like, a spiritual issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, people who might be anorexic or... Yeah. You know, like, where they... Or bulimic. And they, like, they just... They think yeah. that no matter what, like, they literally... They see themselves as, as in pictures or... In mirrors and stuff, they see them as something that they don't look like at all. Yeah. And then that's why then they can't even see that something's wrong with them. Like yes. once it's the illness has taken over, like mm-hmm. some there's something ill about them. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that can happen to anybody, like on various levels. Yes. So it's really about love. Yeah. It is. Love's really important. But love's given and received. It's very important. It's the uh, elixir of life. Yeah, I mean, I know, like, when when you talked about the drugs, like, I know, like, for myself, when I did drugs, I, like, my, I looked like crap. Yeah. You know, like, I looked like crap. And then, and then even when I stopped doing drugs, like the detox, I mean, yeah, I started to see myself looking better, but I still had to, like, detox stuff through my skin and you know, all kinds of stuff. Like, I was mm. looking like, you know, some beast. Yeah. But, yeah, but I guess we take drugs to supplement mm. that ugliness. Yeah. I just, the other day, I saw, um, actually, 
somebody I really, really like. I, I mean, this is a really nice person, and you know who I'm talking about, and he is, like, always on the verge of depression. Mm-hmm. And I think I know you're talking he's about. In a, I'll figure like, it out, though. kind of unhealthy relationship, uh-huh. and, you know, left to his own devices, he's really, he needs help, but he accepts it, and he can be truly, truly amazing and really loving and clean and all good. Mm -hmm. And then he's in this relationship that is very unhealthy and he has a habit of going from one unhealthy relationship to the next, which is a different subject altogether. But what I want to say is that, you know, I saw him just from afar the other day when... I was walking the dog and I was so shocked. I was so shocked because the last time I had seen him in your presence and then of course within your aura his vibration was heightened and he looked attractive. And then when I saw him left his own devices like coming from the aura of this woman that is like so toxic I can tell you what he looked like. He looked like a skeleton with a red hoodie. It was so sad, I started crying. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean, you know? It's like his um, features, his facial features, or his hair, or his eyes, or nothing had changed. But the vibration of the person he's with, and the person is on drugs, and then this is triggering his depression, and depression, as the word says, it's not a high vibration. Mm-hmm. It's a lower vibration. It actually creates holes in your aura. And that's and what it energies yeah. can, you know, move in. Like when you're sad or depressed, it's, it's creating holes in your aura that then you can really get taken over by these lower energies. Yeah, and that's... I mean, it's okay to be sad, like, you know, and cry a little bit, like, but not to, like... Yeah, like normal, but not to be in a state Mm -hmm. of sadness or depressed, you know? Yeah. And that's really what it looked like. It looked like, yeah, he was full of black holes. Wow. It was very, very sad, and I do not now quite know how I ended up there, but, you know, just maybe with the vibration that yeah about love and stuff if you yeah. know you are not in a state of love and being loved then you can instantly look like really really horrifying yeah but I guess like we're come full circle then like how you said mm-hmm. you know that when you receive give and receive love then you bloom yeah it's beautiful yeah let's let's talk a little bit more about this um this effect that we have on others, uh, that e- that each other, everybody has on each other and stuff like that. So let's take a quick break and then we'll come back after this. This episode of Ageless is brought to you by Aurelia Essential Oils, wellness for you and everyone around you. Available on AureliaEssentialOils.com. Okay, this is Arik and Aurelia, and we're talking about beauty and just how we have effects on each other, like, you know, people have effects on each other and how you can move from being beautiful to ugly and ugly to beautiful, but you said some things that made me kind of think, and 
in the first part of this podcast, and now I'm, I'm wondering what is meant when we're talking about the grace of the guru? <laughs> wow. Okay, well, the grace of the guru is usually used when we say mm, we want to do something that actually we don't have the vessel to do at this point, but by the grace of the guru, we get, so to speak, like a credit to do that. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Whoa. It's almost like the guru is holding the space mm-hmm. for us to do that. Like, you know, I can only explain so, it like this when I was a baby or, you know, maybe one year old or so. And then I wanted to push my stroller. I could obviously barely reach up and, you know, could barely walk. But really my mom was pushing the stroller. Mm -hmm. But I thought I did it. Mm -hmm. And that was by the grace of my mom, I developed self-confidence because I thought, you know, I pushed my stroller. Right. And that would be, you know, by the grace of the guru. So, like, if I want, for example to meditate or something and I do it uh, is it like the actual presence or just it can any kind of space no it's just the space so then like if I want to meditate then my quote unquote guru will then help me to pick up the slack where I lack yes so like my yoga teacher will give me the grace of the guru? No. Why not? Because a yoga teacher is not a guru. So who's a guru? That's a living or dead holy person. Ah. Oh. That's somebody who has, you know, achieved what you want to achieve. And I mean... Your yoga teacher can do, like in my example, like with my mom, like, you know, like, or not, not even that actually, because the yoga position I still have to do myself, but they can give you a cheer, you know, they Mm -hmm. can say, oh no, you can do it and just try it and you do it like this and you do it like that, but they cannot actually give you that vessel so that you can do it. But maybe like a real yoga guru could hold the space for the students to hit the poses. Yeah, I don't know if they exist anymore. Yeah, of course. It's a whole other subject entirely. But I'm just talking like hypothetically and theoretically. Yeah, of course. Because if some like a yogi would be like a... um, Almost like an enlightened person because yoga just means union. Mm-hmm. So somebody who has uh, realized you know, the union of yin and yang inside of them. Mm-hmm. And then that would be a yogi and that could be a guru. Right. So like a good teacher then is holding that space. Or like, you know, the, the life coaching programs that we have. Then like we have the space, we're holding the space for those people 
to like really reach beyond what they could by themselves. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people think they can be spiritual by themselves. You know, like that they can do spirituality on the I mean I've I don't know about you but like I've encountered many people like quote unquote advanced or curious where they just think like I can do this by myself. And I know from my my own experiences that that's just not true. And I mean so not true. I mean I'm not advanced and I'm also just not curious. But, like, I know that it's not possible to to do it without... I mean, like, to do that by yourself. I have an answer to that. It is, if you have reached the center of the mandala and the 360-degree vision that comes with it, yes then you can do it by yourself Mm -hmm. because that means you can see the back of your head Mm -hmm. without a mirror. Mm -hmm. But unless this is true, hmm, like we would call it like the Virocana vision, you know, uh -uh. Mm -hmm. you need somebody who tells you, whoa, you know, in front of you, it may look pretty good, but at the back of your head, I can see there is some major shitstorm brewing. What's more important, though, like, you need someone to tell you that some shitstorm is brewing, or that I want to be told? You need somebody who tells you. Mm -hmm. Because even if I don't want to listen, at least I heard it. Like, at least... Somebody told me and that's uh-huh. the grace of the grace of God. Yeah. You know? I have had to listen to things that I seriously did not want to hear. And I'm pretty sure everybody on a spiritual path has had experiences like that. You oh, know, yeah. where you can like scream and shout and be angry and walk away and you know, but mm-hmm. if you honestly committed to the path you know, then you will sit down and you will calm down and you will know that the teacher has only the best interest Mm -hmm. in mind and then you Mm -hmm. will say, no, maybe Mm -hmm. there is something to it and eventually you come back and say, oh, my master, I am so sorry. But it's it's not like about enabling or supporting or being like, you know like this just fountain of wisdom it's it's like about that grace is about so much more than what the ego or what people think it is like grace of the guru it has nothing to do with a fountain of wisdom and really only has to do with being brave enough and caring enough to tell the other, hey, here, I look at your back and there is something really wrong. And I can tell you now, and if you take care of it now, mm-hmm. it will save you a lot of pain later. Mm-hmm. But I know like, People, 
they feel so good in your presence, for example. Like, I know that even just for myself. Like, people just feel really good in your presence, and I guess it's that grace of the guru effect. Mm. And I mean, you don't even have to be saying anything. Mm. And they just feel good in your presence, and I think that's then that space like that's just being held for everyone to be their best. Yeah, because I see the beauty in everybody and everything. Here you have it. You know, to me, everything and everybody is beautiful if they're beautiful. And the parts that are not beautiful, I will find a way to point them out. And sometimes, you know, I have to be very wrathful in doing that and you know people can get scared mm -hmm. but in the end they know that no thank you that was really an act of love because nobody has cared enough to tell me yeah yeah absolutely and that's really just like a priceless gift mm, thank you you know I mean, it's really, like, like I said, I mean, people just, they, when you're in their life and then when you're not in their life, like, or when you're, they're in your presence or they're not in your presence, the difference is huge. Yeah. I have to take your word for that because you know, you're, I have you're been always, with yeah. myself all the time and wherever I go, I'm already there. So I really cannot say anything to that to me. I'm just quite normal, but no, that's why I'm just telling you. And I mean, you're really lucky that you've been with yourself. Some people are not. Yeah, that's true. That's really funny. I have heard that a friend of mine, a former friend of mine, she said to me, you know, you never leave the house. I said, that's true. I really don't. You know, like the house, like myself. Yeah, like you don't check out. I don't check out. But the truth is also, I very rarely leave the house. You know, yeah. I mean, I walk the dog and go shopping if I have to, but you know, I'm not really oh, yeah. a person I mean, who is only happy when something's going on outside. That's why quarantine really didn't affect me. Right. Big, I mean, you're really way. present. There's no doubt about it. And that's one of the things mm -hmm. that, you know, I've really learned so much from you is like about being present. And when I'm healing people, I, I check for their presence. How mm -hmm. present are they? Are they in their body? And then if they're not, like, where are they? Mm, <laughs> and yeah. more than often, it's like they'll come in and they won't even be in their body. And, you know, they might be really high-powered, fully functioning people, mm. but they're just not in their body. But see, and then their vibration is not really high, and then they are not as beautiful as they could be. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's like where in many cases people will be like, these kinds of people, like these type A they'll be like, well, you know, I'm very successful and I'm happy. And it's like, well, you could be more successful. You could be happier, you yeah. know, or, or, or also like if you bring up traumas in a session, you know, then they check out right away. Like, it's just unbelievable, mm. unbelievable. Like a trauma gets brought up, like even not in a session, just like you see a spider. Oh my God. You know, I, I'm, I'm through the roof mm. <laughs> and it's, it's really interesting. Like, where do they go? I mean, and then I work to bring it back mm. in because it can be brought back in, but whether it stays or not, I mean, that's up where we can, we have that free will to leave the house, as you say, or to mm. stay quarantined. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Stay anchored, I guess it's a better word. Yeah, but like mm-hmm. the same thing as with the house, you know, if I'm not at home most of the time, chances are my house is going to be neglected. Yeah. Or, right, wow. or squatters move in and then it all goes back to, you know, the energy not being very high, the vibration not very high. Yeah, so we want to really make sure that our, our vibration and our energy is high by... I think for me, what's really important, and for me personally, how I do that is just not listening to negativity. Absolutely. And I just wanted to say I the just same can't do thing, it. you know, because, uh, I mean, even though we all pretend that life is back to normal, even though, you know, the restrictions of uh, COVID-19 are uh, lightened up a little bit, but... Life is not back to normal. And, you know, we still have to work at raising our vibration to um, <laughs> not be hit with a second wave of pandemic, like you said, like how it's actually in the stars. So, yeah, it is. you know, for us being loving and present and work to see the beauty in things, you know, it's really, it's, it's very, very important because that's the only thing that will keep our immunity high. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. I totally agree. And like with your spider, you know, when I'm at home and I open the window and a little spider comes in, I can take care of it right away. And you know, I take it back outside. But if I'm not home, you know, then we all have seen those movies where you go into the attic and, like, there are these thick, fat spider webs everywhere because, you know, for decades nobody has been in there cleaning up. Yeah. Yeah, and there's no way to increase vibration where there's absence. No. Yeah, so... Just, like, not letting the negativity penetrate me. Like, you have to really be present first in order to have immunity. And I guess with all that said, now I have learned how come I'm so beautiful. Absolutely. Because I am present. I am there. I think I am very vivacious. Yes, My life energy is high. Because I'm in a state state of of love. love. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. So thank you guys for listening to an episode of Ageless. Uh, We'll be back in the next episode next time. See you guys. Bye. Bye. This has been Arik. And Aurelia. And we're saying bye. (laughs) Bye. Thank you. (laughs)